good afternoon, good evening, ladies and gentlemen. To wherever you are listening from, this is Val Levine, the Silver Tongue Devil, and you are listening to the Freshman's Guide Podcast. Silver she call me cocky man, I say my head level. The last podcast, I spoke about the Brutes. You know, just a little recap about the Brutes. He is the out. Uh, he is. He doesn't have any time for formalities. He doesn't know how to take his time and get win his. You know, his crush's heart. Whether it be a man or a woman, they don't have time to win over your heart. They don't have the patience. You know, when you put them on a long term, just a little bit, they would get like really, really, really pissed off. Um, they would give an attitude, you know, and they are mostly self pleasers. They care more about their their pleasure than anyone else. So yeah, that was the brute. So today, on why you did Nash, we are moving on to the next one, the suffocator. I I I remember um talking about this type in the in the pilot that was the introduction the very first one I did and I mentioned the suffocator in the brutes as well so what is a suffocator why will I use the name a suffocator so according to the dictionary to suffocate is to smother you know or die or cause to die from the lack or inability to breathe. Why would I pick the suffocator? Well, that's what Robert Green used. And I could have changed the name, but I still thought that was the best one to use, the suffocator. So why would I have used the suffocator? Well, the suffocator is somebody who easily gets attached to their, would I say, victim? I think I'll use the word victim because you don't come out of a relationship or a love affair with a suffocator being the same. You would leave with some trauma. I'll get like deeper into that later on. But what I'm, I want to say is they are the type of anti-seductors that easily fall in love and form strong emotional attachments to their victims without any concrete thing to follow. You understand? They are those kind of people who talk about love at first sight and um, obsession at first sight and all these things and you and I both know that love is a very strong emotion love isn't something that is built overnight love is it's a feeling that is it's strengthened it's tested you know it grows love isn't just like one day matter you understand what I'm saying it is something that is nurtured and is and it gets stronger as it goes longer. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah, you feel that was that was a rhyme. That was a rhyme. That was a rhyme. Hard. <laughs> Anyways, so um, the suffocators do not believe in this. They believe in love at first sight. I personally don't believe in love at first sight. I know attraction at first sight. I know last for attraction at first sight. <laughs> Obviously, if, if you see 
I mean, my specs, I mean, I see a girl with a really nice ass, a nice skin, a long legs. I'm, I'm done. That is me. That is, that is physical attraction at first sight. Do you understand? But for the suffocator, the first day they see the girl or the first day they see the guy, they, they are done. That is it. Like, sense all vanish. They will tell everybody that this is the one I want. This is the one I love. This this girl is everything. And you've not even gotten to know the person yet. You know, I mean, like there is a lot of times that at first glance of seeing somebody, they tend mostly not to be what we expected them to be. But the suffocator doesn't have time for that. They don't care. They would quickly just throw themselves at you because they just totally can't like get over you. You understand? They just have you locked in their minds. And this feeling is, I won't lie, it's, it's a nice feeling. I mean, for somebody to just look at you and just feel like you are there, Jesus Christ, I mean, it, no, absolutely nobody can say they don't like this. Obviously, it feels good. You know, it feels good to know that um, somebody's this attracted to me or feels this way about me. You understand? But the thing is, you have to be careful because these people, they have issues. They have deep-seated issues and they would rather see you as their savior they see you as their rescuer and it tends to get some people but mostly those who are like um rescuers i'll talk about that in another time but people who i like to call rescuers rescuers in the fact that they like to be the savior in people's stories they like to be the one with all the answers with the and i have been there before i have really had that problem and i did come across just a few now I've just come across like two suffocators, thank God. But like people have, have had worse and I will narrate a little story about that later. But rescuers are the kind of people who, they're mostly good people, kind-hearted people. But I think another problem about us rescuers is that we enjoy the whole having the solutions to somebody's problems. If you want to take a good look at your life, you realize that your ex is loitered with a bunch of people who had like a lot of like really deep issues you understand like they had serious problems <laughs> when i say like everybody has issues but, but like some are like more than others if you understand what i'm trying to say you understand you realize that in most of the relationships that you were you were their savior you trying to help them out of some dark hole that they were in trying to change them you understand that is that is the most common thing about the rescuer you understand take a like take a flashback you know you are listening to the podcast just <clears throat> just take time off and then just reflect and you will see that you are actually a rescuer and if you are you need to you need to take time off yourself and stay away from damaged people because it doesn't help you know you are not a professional psychologist or rehabilitational specialist please your love life is to enjoy yourself and have fulfilling relationships not fixing people because at the end of the day nobody can change nobody can become another person a better version of themselves if they can't work on themselves first you understand that's another thing about rescuers we like to see people for the better version of themselves and know what exactly that they are portraying to us you understand so yes back to suffocators so yes so the suffocators that is the thing like with them most minimum amount of things that you show them or personality that they get to know or they get to know about you they are head over heels in love with you already they are using you as their screensaver as their wallpapers 
they are saving your name with heart emojis and tongue emojis and um, or eggplant emojis. <laughs> you feel me? So yeah, that is that is the yeah, that's the basis of the suffocator. Now, the biggest issue about the suffocator, why I feel like you should avoid them, is that it's easy to be flattered by yeah, kind of attention and the love they give you at first glance, you know. But the truth is that they suffer from a void that can be filled. So they are constantly looking for people to fill it. You know, they are looking for somebody who can fill that void for them. Maybe it was a I I can't tell. I'm not a psychology student or a psychology major or something. But I would like to study psychology, by the way. But maybe a, a gap that was left there by an absent father or an absent mother, you know, or somebody very close to them lets them down very early in life. So they are constantly looking for people to match out to them. And you tend to notice that whatever you tend to do for them at a certain point is never enough. They are always trying to have you do more, go beyond your means, do more, go extra for them. And if you try to be like, you don't you've had enough or you want to leave or something they'll guilt trip you like one time they'll make you feel horrible you understand that's the other thing they will guilt trip you a lot they are emotional manipulators they will make it hard they can guilt trip you with um yeah leave that's what everybody else did in my life or they'll go with if you leave i'll kill myself because i'm already suicidal oh yes that happens that happens a lot that is a master suffocator thing and they would threaten you with yeah, with self-harm, it's, it's something that happens as well. I'd like to add that if you happen to deal with somebody going through suicidal thoughts and dealing with this, the best thing to do is refer them to a therapist. Be there, be their supporting hand, very necessary. Pray for them, but don't have the feeling that you can save them. Like, none of us have that power. Like, none of us has that power over anybody's life. You understand? You need to come to terms with that. Don't let yourself be deceived that you you are strong or powerful enough to save them. You understand? You have to be able to be the best support system for them. But don't think that you can save them, especially if you find yourself trapped in... One of those things that you feel like if you leave the person, they would end themselves and you have some survivor's guilt, any of those things. You don't have that power, Charlie. You have to set yourself free, especially if the person themselves is not trying to find a cure for them. I won't say cure, but like trying to find treatment for themselves. You can't force them, obviously, and... If the person isn't putting their own well-being, you know, at the forefront, I mean, how can you be the one to do that? Okay, so I feel it's very necessary that you be very careful of that. Don't get ensnared in that um, in that trap, should I say? Okay, if the person is actively trying to get better, find somebody to support, but. If the person doesn't seem to want any kind of help and just continue down that line and try to use you as, um, is, should I say a clutch or is, 
Yeah, something like that. But uh, please, please search yourself free, okay? Because you may end up being traumatized if the person ends up taking their lives in the end, you know. Because we are human self, Charlie, you will keep tired. You can get fed up or something because we all have our issues. And if you take somebody's issues too head on, it may get to you as well. And if that happens and the person takes their life, you would have PTSD. And you don't take time. You yourself would also end up being suicidal. You understand what I'm saying? So this is a very delicate matter. And as much as possible, professionals should be on board, you know, helping the person. Don't make this your life's mission. So, you have to be wary of the suffocator. You really have to, because they are also master emotional manipulators, like I just said. And you wouldn't wonder, especially if you are very empathetic. You understand? If you have high empathy, I had to take time with that word. <laughs> if you have high empathy, right, you will have to be careful, because if you have high empathy, you cannot easily just do away with somebody when they somebody you love or you care about when they threaten you with suicide or something you understand so yes that is another one and the other thing is they are very very clingy they are too clingy to me in fact i mean there is a level of clingy that is that is that is that is cute you know there's a level of clingy that is cute that is nice to have the person around and you know, she or he will text you in the morning and stuff, but too much of it is not nice. It gets to the point that they make it evident that I cannot function without you. And there is no way in this life that anyone can just then say, I can't function without you. That's impossible. I mean, we came to this world alone. We are living alone. All of us came alone and we are living alone. You understand? So there shouldn't be any person who just be like, without you, I can't function. Without you, I can't live without you. I can't do anything. It doesn't, it is, it's not a good thing. Okay. And another thing is they are very, very, very stalkerish. Is that's, that's what my word I'm using for now. Like they would call you, where are you? Where are you? Who are you with? If you are with friends, you say, let me see. You know, they have that thing. They have that serious. They don't want anybody else. You are almost like a property to them and nobody else is supposed to have you but them. You understand what I'm saying? And nobody likes to be put under such close marking. At first, the relationship, you'll be like, oh, it's cute. She just really loves me. She wants to know where I am at every time and those things. But eventually, you're going to be like, mm -mm. I can't breathe. <laughs> you know, like, I don't have space. That's, that's what the whole suffocator thing is. I can't breathe. I don't have space. She's always in my space. She always wants to know what I'm doing. She wants to know where I'm at. She wants to know who I'm hanging with. She and social media makes it look like, oh, that's cute. But no, that is stalker behavior. And it's creepy. I once dated this girl, right? And she was just like this. I said I dated you. Just two. Fortunately, just two. Okay. And hers was really bad. Like, even if I like a girl's picture on Instagram, she will go check who that person is and screenshot and ask me now why am i liking this girl's picture you know especially if it's somebody that i probably could know you understand and then they're going to rattle you about um oh okay so she has a big butt and i don't 
maybe she has pros and she's white skin and oh so you don't really like me and uh, and, uh that kind of insecurity is just going to pour out and it's going to become a fight and then they'll, they are you see because they don't want to lose you they are quick to apologize don't don't even like fret about that like they will apologize they'll come back and apologize and they are the kind of people that if you're looking for a big fight a lot of people like to break up by using a big fight if you you will fight they'll come and apologize they are not going anywhere hmm? they are not going anywhere they're going to be there with you regardless of whatever is happening so you may be asking how do i know that this person i am with is a suffocator right so you can spot these types early on see whether they are capable of having an idea of their own an inability to disagree with you is a bad sign so anything that you say they just go with it oh let's go eat over here okay cool let's go maybe you give an idea maybe i'm starting something and i mean we can't always agree on everything like we are human we're supposed to like disagree on some stuff even siblings don't agree on everything even spouses husbands and wife don't agree on everything there is no way one person should just think that everything about you is just fantastic you know there should be some level of criticism you understand so yes Suffocators lack that thing. They are going to be telling you that every single thing that you do is amazing. And they mostly get proud people because proud people have that thing. Proud people want to be praised at every turn. They want to be like, you are the most handsome guy ever. I cannot. There is there is a guy, there's a friend of mine and he's currently with a suffocator, right? They dated some while back and they broke up and the girl has been trying to get back with him ever since. Like the girl, um, he told the girl recently, well yes it's it's kind of his fault he started sleeping with her again but then the girl has a boyfriend and she's still you know sleeping with my guy she's like she can never let my guy go she's like if my guy is going to leave her she's going to kill herself because he's the love of her life and she can't do without him like i mean <laughs> you understand and those they'll, they'll say those kind of things you know you're the love of my life she's you're the most handsome person or beautiful woman I've ever been with. I can never find anybody like you. Blah 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 blah. It's gonna get to your head, you know. Mostly proud people. So proud people mostly do end up with suffocators. Apart from rescuers, proud people as well. I don't feel bad for proud people. I generally don't like people who are too proud. You know, it tweets their horn too much. I I really can't. It's not like I can't stand you, but it's just not the kind of character that I would like to be around a lot, you understand? So yes, proud people are around suffocators a lot. And another form of the suffocator is the doormat. Now, this is a person who slavishly imitates you. Spots on these early on by seeing whether they are capable of having any ideas of their own. An inability to disagree with you is a bad sign. Yeah, just like the other one, basically. So yes. They want to do everything you do. They are interested in everything they are interested in. They, that is that is basically the suffocator. I mean, it's the most easiest to spot. You understand what I'm saying? So, be wary of the suffocator. Okay, you have to because sometimes they may feel like, oh, she really she's giving me very good signs early on, or he's giving me really good signs early on. But it could mostly lead to something more, like sinister. You understand what I'm saying? And 
I would implore that nobody goes through that kind of trauma because I've had somebody who has been through that trauma. I won't exactly go deep into that story, but because it's a bit personal, but it really ended with him having to like run from one from a state to another state because the girl stole him. She left her college, right? They were in America. The girl left her college, went all the way to his college in search of him. That if she can't have him, then um, any means necessary, she's gonna end his life and end her life together. That is how deep her suffocation went. You understand? Like that's that's crazy. Maybe that's just on extreme levels, but even the regular level self, you understand, you would get tired of the person. There is a level of kind of distance that should occasionally happen in a relationship. Um there is a woman called Dr. Fisher. She she wrote a book called Why Him, Why Her. I would advise everybody gets a copy of that book. It's very amazing in getting to understand yourself with relationships and all of that. But she was saying that, according to her studies, right, she is basically like a professor for love. Like she's invested her whole love, life in um, researching love and affection and all those things. And she said she had uh, come out with a thesis from you know, experimentation that the more that you are away from your spouse, the more that your mind would reflect and start to imagine and think things about the person. Like, um, how do I even put this? It, it makes the person even seem more amazing than you actually is. Do you understand? I don't know if, uh, how do I think this better? Like, I don't know if you've ever been with, dated somebody, right? Now, two, three years down the line, or that's me too far. Like, even two years down the line after you've broken up, then you start to be like, ah, but this is my present girlfriend. She's not like, she's not like Emma. Emma was so fun. She was interesting, you know. She was, I mean, even if the sex wasn't that good, like, oh my, she had, she gave me so much better sex than this. You know, the creature was so much better. She had the warp. This one doesn't really, mm, it's not up to par like that, you bab. And you feel like, oh my God, then you make the dreaded mistake, you go back to Emma. And you realize, like, shit, this is exactly why I broke up with her. This is why I I think I just exaggerated everything in my mind because I haven't been with her in a long time. So I think it was that great. You understand? That is what happened. So the more you are away from your spouse, so even when you do this with somebody you actually love, right, when you guys are away, her smile looks more beautiful in your mind. Her personality seems more best. The, the few loving moments that you guys had together is... It's more missed and it almost feels more beautiful than it actually even was. So a certain amount of distance from the person that you love makes the bond stronger. You know, the, I, I used to always be like, I don't understand couples who can be, they can have their husband or wife in abroad and they are over here. And then after hearing this, I realized this, that every time that you come back, the spark is, is you know, it's going to burn more than it did because every time, you are missing each other and all those few moments that you spend together is they are more cherished and they are more beautiful and you want to, yeah just wait for them to come back and you guys will do more you understand what i'm saying so yes a level of distance is very important and it's very necessary okay you cannot be at your partner's throat every time you understand if you are too insecure you need to find yourself 
you need to reassure yourself you need to know that i am enough and if this person cheats it's not because i am less it's just because the person is a scumbag and they are going to lose out on a great amazing person like i am okay don't make everything about yourself you understand don't personalize everything the more you do not personalize a lot of things the happier you'll be in this life you understand what i'm saying so you have to know that like advice to people who are have suffocator tendencies okay that's that's what i'm just saying to them right now so please don't be at your partner's neck because they'll get tired of you if you're on the person's neck a lot because you feel like the person is um is promiscuous you know the person likes cheating please just leave just go just go this life is short don't stress yourself okay don't spend the little time you have in this world stressing over somebody who you going to keep you like a cid detective or a bni or fbi whatever secret service isis <laughs> like archer <Acha. laughs> yeah so yeah you have to you have to you have to avoid any kind of person but if you have these tendencies you need to take time and work on yourself okay you need to first acknowledge the fact that you have this problem and then work on it because it is going to turn a lot of people off nobody wants somebody who is always in their neck who is too clingy nobody can deal with that nobody can deal with that they will get they may feel like it's cute the first three months i mean the first three months of every relationship is beautiful and it's fantastic but after that it's just going to get really annoying okay so please give your partners air to breathe give the person air to breathe don't suffocate them let them spend some more time with you and let them realize how much they miss you and how much more they want you by their side you understand i always even tell some boys that even if you are not busy okay if you are not even busy don't go see her every single day you understand let her miss your presence a little bit you understand make yourself scarce kakra even the bible says that with improvements it said um if you go and visit your friend every day you'll get tired of you i don't remember the verse okay wait let me just google this real quick okay so it's in proverbs actually so proverbs 25 verse 17 says do not visit your neighbors too often or you wear out your welcome okay in modern day translation don't spend too much time around somebody you like in, in the relationship sense or else they will get tired of you okay trust me they'll be like oh my god i can't always have you but trust me you'll get they'll get tired of you the person needs space to breathe to go about their life you know their entire life doesn't revolve around you that is something you have to understand their life doesn't revolve around you okay and you can't also have somebody's entire life just revolve around you yourself okay or your life revolve around them i mean that's a very pathetic life you understand a lot of girls do this thing a lot you know the moment they catch feelings for the guy every day they are in her hostel they are in his room they are working with him on campus they are literally waiting for him outside of his classroom after lectures all of these things 
he these things will put the guy off it will let him you lose that value you understand so learn like no matter how hard it is no matter how you feel like you want to be next to him you know those endorphins the oxytocin wants to come when you are because you want to go and be around him so all those hormones just blow out in your brain and you feel good because you're around him you have to pull back a little bit okay learn to pull back learn to pull back let the person breathe do not suffocate the person okay so i'm not saying don't do this at all okay but just limit it put some structure to it don't overdo it okay yeah so reason why i am really stressing this out is i see a lot of times people talk like oh i i spent everything around this guy and now we are no longer together i feel like an entire part of my life is lost and that's because you built everything around the person the world is big there is so much to discover about yourself you know and circling everything around this person when the person does leave like even if the person doesn't leave the person could die like your life is fragile you understand what i'm saying and anything happens to the person what is going to happen to you i see a lot of people be like um i put my whole life around this person and now he's no longer there now i'm going to put myself first i'm always going to focus that is what you always have to do you cannot lose yourself in a relationship no matter how amazing it may feel do not lose yourself do you understand what i'm saying don't lose yourself you have to be in that relationship to find yourself to get to know yourself better or get to know the other person not drowning your entire self in a relationship and forgetting who you are entirely as a person you understand what i'm saying and anybody who doesn't support you to be yourself to learn more about yourself to even push you away from your friends and all those things is not healthy there are some guys and there are some women who do that they will cut you off your friends and that is number one toxic behavior it is a formulation for them to control you because they're cutting off all your support system and they are going to be your only friends so be wary of that so yes i guess that is it for the that is it for the suffocator um there is not really much to go on anymore i think this is i said it's going to be short so it's just this is just a good general idea of what the suffocator is so uh like i said in my previous video if you want to continue this conversation or you feel like you are dealing with a suffocator you don't know how to get rid of the person or you are you know you're in that tight spot or you feel like you have suffocator tendency and it has pushed away some people you had relationship with or whatever you can always call me or you can um, message me on snapchat at master Igwe, ma I don't know, uh, master underscore Igwe. yeah that was inspired by Halo. I was really young when I did that before you <laughs> or you can um, you can hear me on Instagram or Twitter at Val underscore Levine or message me on Facebook at Valentina Passera 
and we continue this conversation or you can come to me for advice any of the above if the issue seems too much to me i have my godfathers that i can consult for you and we will help you solve your issue so to every single person that tuned in on today's episode i thank you all for listening and coming on uh, supporting me and enjoying this as well so to every single person who just tuned in and streamed the Fresh Cat Podcast this is your man Silver Tongue Devil Paolo P and I'm out